I will absolutely be one over to your movie if you give me a quaint small town, lots of decorations. I don't care if it's on a set. I don't care if it's on location. It just has to have a lot of Christmas and it has to have those quaint feels. Like I'm here for the cozy. Welcome to the For the Love podcast with me, Jen Hatmaker. Today, we're celebrating the absolute joy of Hallmark Christmas movies with Deck the Hallmarks, Dan, Panda, and Bran. Hey guys, Jen Hatmaker here, your host of the For the Love podcast. (laughs) Just welcome to today's crazy show. (laughs) Look, we made it, everybody. We freaking made it through this year, and here we are at Christmas. I'm just, what a weird year. Everything is bananas, and you know what we need? We need some laughter. We need to have some fun. We're going to have it today, because do you know what we can count on? Hallmark Christmas movies. I can rely on Hallmark to give me an aspirationally pretty smart and ambitious, you know, young woman from the big city um, who is going to quit her law practice because she's burning out so she can move to her favorite aunt's hometown in Montana and make cinnamon buns every single morning. And OMG, surprise, she meets a gorgeous but gruff and mysterious widower and guys, Shocker, somehow they fall in love in this charming town filled with quirky people. Hallmark delivers, absolutely delivers. And I am not the only one who feels this way. I know a bunch of you are Hallmark diehards just like me and my hilarious guests today. They are three ultra fabulous Christmas loving dudes. You heard me right. These three guys, Dan, Panda, and Bran have teamed up and started a screamingly funny podcast called Deck the Hallmark, where they share their thoughts and opinions on all things Hallmark Christmas movies. They're constantly having the actors and actresses on the show, and it's exactly like the treat it sounds like. I cannot wait for you to hear this conversation today. You are going to be so happy that you downloaded today. We tell you which ones you need to find and watch at your leisure. We break down what makes these movies so addicting. We break down best actresses, worst actresses. We talk about our pet peeves and our favorite plot points. I mean, we laughed so much during this interview. You're just going to die. If you don't already know how I feel about Hallmark movies, it's a plus in the plus column. Okay? They are like emotional heart comfort. They are predictable happy, heartfelt, and that is what we need right now. So this was such a funny hour. I wanted it to go on and on and on. You're not going to want to miss one second. So without further ado, I'm pleased to share this ridiculous conversation with the funny and wonderful Dan, Bran, and Panda of Deck the Hallmark. All right. So this is hilarious. Dan, Brandon, Panda, welcome to the For the Love podcast. Oh my <laughs> Thank God. you. So happy so to be here. excited to be here. It's a dream come true, really. <laughs> okay. So listen, I was filling our listeners in already with a little bit about who you guys are, but we're going to have to walk this one back to the beginning. We're going to need to collectively wrap our minds around this. Yeah. yeah fair. It's fair. So let's start here. How did you guys meet? What in the world? What in the world? made you decide to start a podcast about Hallmark movies? What made you start watching them in the first place? 
Like, were you trying to impress somebody and just go ahead and let's just say that we tell the truth here. I can tell you how we met and then brand's going to take away the Hallmark thing. Cause I still don't want anyone to know that I watched them. I'm not doing a great job of being it's incognito. It's a tricky cover story yeah, yeah, yeah. that you're working <laughs> on tough. here. So we all, I was a high school principal. I've, I have a history degree, a master's in education. I taught history and then I became a principal. And these two guys both worked at the school. It was a private school at the same school as, as I did. And so Brandon left pretty early. Panda and I worked together for six years and we were all really close friends and in fact kind of started to hone our ad-lib chops. We would kind of try to improv each other into situations we couldn't get out of. It was a lot of fun. We would MC Christmas programs and do dumb skits and all the things that go along with a small private school. And then as these two guys left and I stuck around, we just found a fewer and fewer minutes to hang out together. And this idea kind of allowed us to do that again, but it was Brand's idea. And he's also the lover of the Hallmark movies, so he can take it from here. It is true. I do love them. Yeah, I love everything Christmas. I have since I was a kid and it just never, like, it's still magical to me. So I'm I'm all on, on the music. I never stopped listening to Christmas music. And when I found out, I don't know, like five, six, seven years ago that there was a station that from like Halloween to New Year's was nonstop Christmas movies. I was in and I didn't, you know, when you love something, you don't really care if it's good or not, right? <laughs> like you're just like, yeah. this is giving me what I want. I don't care if it's good. Quality control. That's exactly right. No, uh -huh. it's absolutely quantity over quality for sure. That's a for sure. I dove in. I just loved them. My wife was not a fan <laughs> of them. So it was the complete... Oh, a little role reversal here. It really right. was. She would watch them and she'd be like, I'll give them a shot. And then like two or three and she's like, I'm done. You can watch them after I go to sleep. So I would. I would fall asleep to these movies during the holiday season. It was spring of 2018. That is around the time, like, you know, Right after Christmas, I get super bummed because Christmas is over. I get a little bit over it. My birthday's in January. You know, February's fine. March madness. And then <laughs> life just kind of sucks after that, right? Yeah, sure Yeah, does. I started to get really bummed. And I started thinking about these movies and how I just couldn't wait until Christmas in July because Hallmark brilliant. They switched to Christmas in July. And so I'm in for that. You know, I don't have anyone to watch them with. My wife's not interested. So I called my buddies. I missed them because we weren't working together anymore. And so I was like, hey, let's watch Hallmark Christmas movies together as a bonding exercise. And we could talk about them. I knew Dan would hate it. So good, good prank, good fun. Yeah. And Panda's always down for a good time every time. Let's do it. Sure. And I love them. So it was, yeah. it just seemed like a good, a good time. And so we did it in July just to kind of get our feet wet. And the, the the first movie we did was a movie called Rocky Mountain Christmas from 2017. It starred a guy named Christopher Palaha. And, you know, one of the things I, I just throw things out there and see what sticks. And so I sent the link to Chris Palaha on the Instagrams. I slid into his DMs nice. and he saw my profile picture and said, how can I not? Um, <laughs> he clicked on the link. He listened. He loved it. He, he uh, said, can I come on the show? So we had him on. And we were like, this is really fun. So we kept doing it. We said we would do like one a month. It turned into one a week until the holiday season. And then the holiday season of 2018, we did it. And Good Morning America had us on. And then it changed, changed everything, changed our lives. So here we are today. Yeah. <laughs> it's so absurd. It uh, is. It's it's very so much so. Much. I mean, okay. This is just a kind of a hilarious origin story. So what I like about your chemistry is that you each have clearly your own identity inside the podcast. And so let's talk a little bit more about the show. 
and your personal individual stances on Hallmark movies. Dan, really looking forward to hearing from you on this. Let's do it. It's so easy to hate watch. And so like in some degree, you've got the easiest job. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And so let's hear a little bit more about your personal dynamics inside this show. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously I love them and I mean, I will be honest on the podcast. If I'm not digging a movie, I'll say it and we will criticize it. We'll make jokes about it. Like that's part of the fun of the movies is to watch them and to laugh at the fake snow and the bad green screens and stuff. Like I'm totally on board with that, but I also love the way they make me feel. So more often than not, I'm in the love category. I love the moment. I love the feels, but I can still laugh at it. So that's what I'm able to contribute in that regard. Yeah. And I think I'm, I'm where most Hallmark watchers are. I like most of the movies. I, I don't have a real critical take most of the time. It's easy for me to check out and then check back in and be like, oh yeah, cool. And you know exactly what's going to happen. It's great I'm down background it. noise. It's great. It's yeah. purely background noise. And I love that. And I'm okay with it. I'm not, I'm not going to be super, super critical because there's nothing I hate that much. There's nothing I really love that much about these movies. They're just, they're there. They're great. I have, I have fun with them. And I think that's probably the, the, where most Hallmark watchers end up falling. Yeah. Jen, so brand new beforehand that these two guys think that I'm a film snob. I, I don't know if I would argue with that or not. I did have a film You can also film just minor. drop the film part of that yeah. and just <laughs> call him a snob <laughs> if you want to. Oh, she said large yeah. umbrella. Yeah. Snob <laughs> of any kind. Uh, I, I was a film minor in college and I love good movies. That's just part of who I am. And so watching this is just, it's tough. It's abhorrent. Like it really just doesn't fit with who I am. I will say that watching them, I, I was not prepared. When we watched the first one, I was not prepared for how bad, low budget, I'd never seen one before. Oh, you went in green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't understand it. And that was on me. I didn't wait. In fact, the first one I had to watch in segments. Like I watched 25 minutes and I was like, okay, we got to take a quick Zach Morris timeout here. We cannot. (laughs) We're just going to have to take a pause. I'm going to take a refresh, come back. And I didn't know how I was going to do it after the first one. And I will say if my position has changed at all, it's when I started, I despised these movies. And now I love to despise these movies. So now it you go in, I know kind of the beats of the thing, but it still, you know, has a ceiling and that ceiling is like a three of 10, you know? And, and I understand completely the idea of comfort food. Like I understand like everyone has their cheeseburger or their plate of pasta or whatever it is. It's just really hard for me to wrap my brain around eating a cheeseburger this bad. Like it just, it's a really, it's tough. It's not my thing, but I I do find that, look, the actors come on our show and they hear me. They hear me talk about, I call their movies, you know, dog turds and dumpster fires and all this stuff. And they come on the show anyway and they love it. And they're great sports. And so my admiration for the the people that are in these movies and that work behind the scenes on these movies and the people that listen to our show has grown enormously while my opinion of the movies has virtually stayed the same, if not okay. gone down some. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. yeah. These actors, they're in on the gig. Oh, most like, of they're them. in on it. Most they're in on are. the joke. Yeah. I mean, it's no, who's laughing now? I mean, these guys get to <laughs> okay. go in and film a movie in 10 days yeah. and they're done. Yeah. yeah. Like, Who's the dumb dumb? That's right. Like, That's they're right. not. Yeah, exactly. They're not. <laughs> Let's discuss the phenomenon of the Hallmark movie because it's it's serious, man. And I started watching this year in October. I'm not sorry. I don't care. I've got a bunch of teenagers. And one of my, my 18-year-old sons said he was watching me watch a Hallmark movie this year in October. And he was like, Mom, I think it's upsetting because 
you are a smart person and then you are, you are doing a dumb thing. And I'm like, well, you know what? I, I pay for this house and I bought that TV. So if I want to watch a Hallmark movie in October from two years ago, I will. Okay. This is what happens. We kind of get sucked into it where it's impossible to watch just one for those of us who watch them. So what is the deal with these movies? Why do we get roped into these movies every single year? We know what's going to happen. Like we know what's going to happen from the opening scene already. It's a very predictable arc. There's a handful of variables inside each one, but not many. And what is the deal? Like, what is the deal? Have you guys figured it out? I I think the key and they figured it out and they're crushing it is in the first 20 minutes. They don't go to commercial for 20 20 to 22 minutes. And that's what sucks you in. That's why when a movie is done, you're like, let me just start this one. They know you're going to say that. And then they just, they make sure they meet in the first 20 minutes. You know, there's just going to like, they're starting to have some sparks fly. And you're like, you know what? I like them. I want to see how this happens. And then you're faced with a decision 20 minutes and you're like, I've already given 20 minutes of my life. You know, why not just watch the rest of it? And that's how they do it. They, they just, they know so well the perfect amount of them meeting and a little bit of tension, a little bit of snark and a little bit of, oh, I kind of like them in 20 minutes. They always do it and it always pulls in. I would submit that that is 100% true because every time after, after that, it's always like there's nine acts and there's eight, eight minutes, you know, in between commercials kind of thing. That first 20 is important. But I would submit that, most of the movies that we see, even in theaters, have a degree of we've seen it before. I think most people want to go to the movies to see the same thing. I think that there's a yearning and a, a longing for redemption and for a happy ending and for something that's bigger than themselves to happen that doesn't happen in their real life. And I think Hallmark has found the ultimate brainless reduction sauce of that, right? They've they've boiled it down to you can turn your brain off, you can snuggle by the fire, you can drink hot cocoa, the day is done, filing these reports are done, emailing people are done, you can tune in, you can tune out. It doesn't matter because you're going to get that thing that may not be happening in your life right now. And you don't have to go to the movie theater. You don't have to sit through an hour of prestige drama. You can just get the thing, the thing that you're looking for anyway. You can get that on Hallmark and they've got it down to a science. There are other networks that do this bit. Netflix and Lifetime are coming on strong, but Hallmark has the prescription. They, they have it. They, they have it. Oh, that's it. interesting. Exactly what, do you what think, you're looking for. What is it the thing? What's the dial that they have turned that the other networks haven't quite figured out? Do you, have you boiled that down? I think it's the sweet, the sweetness and the lack of anything profane in it. I think that's such a big deal to Hallmark viewers. If you look, live TV numbers uh, across you know the country are going down. People are watching things on demand. They're watching them on a DVR. Hallmark viewers are going either going up over the last 10 years or they're staying the same, which in essence is growing. And that's because it becomes this appointment television retreat for everyone that's tired of the, the stuff that they think is immoral everywhere else. So there's like, I can't watch this trash on rig. I can't even watch the news anymore. So I'm just going to go sit down in front of a Hallmark and I know what I'm getting. My kids know what they're getting. And I can be, look, when I worked, when I was still a principal and I was doing this, I had teachers come up to me and go, Daniel, the reason that I put these on is because I know my kids want to watch PJ masks. I don't want to watch PJ masks. I don't want to do that anymore. I want to watch something else, real adults. And so I put this on. I don't have to worry about my kids seeing something they shouldn't see. And then I can continue to do what I want to do as well. 
That's true. And it's not going to require not one half of one second of real heavy intellectual lifting. Nope. Mm -mm. Like we're not going to have to really suss out the nuance of the plot points. Mm -mm. We're not going to have to really ponder the character development. It requires literally nothing of me. That's right. That's right. Which is delightful. And that's exactly why we plug and play these things. Okay. A hundred percent here for recommendations. All right. I want to hear from each one of you, what's your all time favorite Hallmark movie is maybe a little summary of it. Give it the high level. And then I'm also incredibly interested in hearing about your least favorite, like the one that you hate the most and why we've seen hundreds of these. Jim. Yeah. That's going to be tough. You're going to have to pull something okay. out of the gutter. I got it. So got it. No you problem. just reach down yeah. low enough. Something will come to you. Save us some time because you know, we're filling our DVRs right now. Give us the ones to spare us, but also give us ones. These are the high points. I love it. Well, you've got, I mean, for this year, for me, my number one so far has been one royal holiday, mm-hmm. which has been, listen, I'm a royal boy. I love all the royal plot points. Oh, I'm, do. oh my gosh, I'm, I'm here for it. This one's fun because it kind of inverts the normal premise where the girl goes to the palace and learns the royal, it, it, this time the royal family comes to the small inn here in the United States. Or also an inn boy. Uh, and also an inn boy. Yeah. So it's just, I mean, it gives me all the Christmas deals. It, it's a real really fun plot and it's my favorite one of this year so far so yeah i would say that's the that's the top one to watch for this year right what about a hate do you have a hate and it does it can be this year or years past Ooh. you want to give them a second to think you can yeah. do your, your okay your, yeah you you yeah. think on that i'm gonna go a little bit older i feel like from 2015 to 2020 you can watch any of them and you'll it'll be good and you'll have fun I'm going to go a little bit older than that and go to the most wonderful time of the year. Mm. It's old school homework. I think it's like, oh, nine. It's got the Fonz in it. It's got Henry uh, Winkler in it, who's just great. And he meets this guy on a plane. He's heading to his daughter's house for Christmas. And he meets this guy. He likes this guy. This guy gets stranded in the airport. So he's like, I'm just going to take this random guy to my daughter's house. It'll be fine. Luckily for all of us, she's single, ready to mingle. (laughs) And the sparks fly, but she doesn't like him at first. He's kind of rough around the edges. And I, I think it's like slightly edgier than current Hallmark. And like just a little bit, like there's a lot of whimsy to it. To me, it kind of separates itself from today's Hallmark because it's just a, just enough different while also being the perfect amount of what I want in Hallmark. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to throw that one out there. There's, I could, I could give you a ton uh, from the last few years and they'll all be great and they'll be kind of the same. But if you want something that's just a little bit different, maybe you're like two drinks in, maybe you're two <laughs> drinks in yeah. and you dive into that one. You'll be like, this is the best movie I've ever seen. <laughs> Okay, Henry Winkler, 09. Tell me the title one more time. The Most Wonderful Time of the Year. Got it. Plus, okay, it boom. starts with that song, and so you immediately get the feels from just the good good tunes. Good tunes. Good tunes. Good tunes I good combined tunes. jam and tunes and got tunes. Yeah, you did. It's I'll, a good tune. I'll allow it. I'll it's a good tune. I like it. Uh-huh. So I can give you, for me, like a the sign, I've, I've we've watched several hundred. If you include, because we do this all year long now, we just don't do, we do all the Christmas movies, but we do all the regular movies too because Hallmark makes them all year long for some godforsaken reason. And so we do all of them. And so I would say over the course of three or 400, there's been two or three that I've given my approval of. I actually like this movie. The first one that that happened for is a movie called Snow Bride. 
It stars Katrina Law. She's in Hawaii Five O. She was in Arrow. She's only done three now Hallmark Christmas movies. She's a reporter. She's trying to get some juicy gossip on this guy and kind of accidentally shows up at his mansion. And then they have to act like they're in a fake relationship because he doesn't have a girl to bring home. There's nothing outside of the formula that's different in this movie. What's different is, is that the script elevates this movie out of bad Hallmark movie into just bad romantic comedy. And so (laughs) it, it does have a feel of like you're watching a movie in the theater that's a romantic comedy. And so... For Hallmark, the, the the best version of that movie to me is Snow Bride. There was a movie that came out last year called Two Turtle Doves. It's got a friend of the show, uh, Nikki Deloach, and Michael Rady, two of our favorites who come on the show and do interviews with us. And it's a movie that I can't believe Hallmark aired. This girl returns to her hometown. Her grandma has just passed away, and her grandma has left her vocal like uh, recordings of just I don't know if they're admonitions or just how much she loves her. And she starts to try to you know refall in love with her grandmother, and then she meets this guy who's also going through a loss of his own. It's got a lot of loss, a lot of grief in it, but it is, I don't know if it's a great Hallmark party movie, but from a qualitative standpoint, it's pretty solid. So those two, I think, tend to stand above the pack for me as far as Hallmark Christmas movies go. Okay. These are good recommendations. I'm curious what you're like, what's the over under here on how you feel about the classic element of the Santa character, who's like the janitor. Yeah. Named Chris? (laughs) Mr. Kringle? I mean, those are really the two options that generally apply. That ploy in these movies can either make it so bad it's funny, or it can just be bad, bad. There's a movie called Christmas Under Wraps starring Candace Cameron Bure, which she's the queen. I'm not a huge fan. She's the queen of Hallmark Christmas movies. And in that movie, there is a Santa character who... They think he has a heart attack and it just, he needs to slow down and stop eating cookies. He's got one reindeer named Rudolph who has a sprained ankle. Like Mm -hmm. all this is really happening in this movie. And then at the end of the movie, you kind of, you don't see them, but they, you hear and they look up and they basically leave it to be ambiguous whether or not that was actually Santa or not. And I remember that being one of my least favorite experiences ever. Like if you're going to- It's one of the best moments of my life. (laughs) If you're going to lean into Santa being a real person and just living amongst the regs, then you need to really lean in and don't play it halfway. And so- that's a low point for me, but most CCB movies are. I love the ambiguous Santa. I'm here for it. I'm fine with any sort of Santa. I'm fine with all the magic in the world, and I'm fine with us just not knowing why he's there. Yeah. So any of that's fine, fine with me, 100%. Yeah, yeah dash him in from time to time. Dash I don't him want to in. Dash him in. Throw sprinkle. him in there. Like little, a little, little mm, misting of Santa. Right. I'm yeah, here yeah, for yeah. it. Yeah. We never talked about the the movies oh, we yeah. hate. Did you come we up with came one? Up, we all got them, I think. Yeah. I don't care what order we go. Yeah. Mine is a movie called Christmas in Montana. <laughs> and I think you fell asleep while I said it. Yeah. It's Christmas <laughs> in Montana. That's right. And it feels like Christmas in Montana. Mm-hmm. They somehow even, jammed a five-hour movie into an hour and a half. Even I, oh it, even I felt like I was like, can I sleep now, please? Like, I'm ready to hibernate. Oh, so it's so tough. Bad. I would not watch that at a party. No, no, okay. don't do that. Crossing off the list. We've seen a couple times, unfortunately, a cheerful Christmas, which is neither cheerful nor really Christmassy. <laughs> uh, it just involves a lot of awkward shots of people riding around on horses in the snow and it's just meandering. It's in, boy, it's bad. It's bad, bad. Yeah. Uh-huh. Bad, bad. Okay. So, so many came to mind in all honesty. I, I could list you 10. A Christmas for the Books, a Blue Ridge oh. Mountain Christmas. Read what he said about Montana. But if you're asking me to pick anything with Kelly Pickler is my answer. 
that's my final answer. And I know, Jen, that we're positive around here and we say nice things so people come on the Jen Hatmaker show, but she could not play dead. And she <laughs> she's a wonder, wonderful singer, but Lord help me, someone handed her a script and said, start reading. And, and, and that's how they filmed the movie. Christmas at Graceland is just brutal. It's tough sledding and everybody else is trying their darndest, but she is just the rock of bad acting Gibraltar. She is not- You're moving. right. <laughs> she is- she is staying there. You're not She's wrong. I watched that movie and it actually hurt my feelings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like yeah, it yeah. hurt my yeah. feelings. You get it. Yeah. You understand, so I, I yeah. just, we're just saying what's true. Yeah, that's, that's right. We're that's doing all. That. What's your opinion on the movies that are filmed on location versus the one that are filmed on a studio in California with the fake snow? Do you have a preference to the way it looks? When you say California, you mean Canada, I believe, Jen. I don't want to correct I do you mean on Canada. your show. I do Canada mean Canada. Canada means. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Do you like the studio? Because that has a look to it. Yes. Yes. It's very easy to manage. Yeah. Or do you prefer the ones that are like somehow filmed like on grass? <laughs> Personally, the locations don't do a ton for me. Really? I, uh, yeah, that's for you. They do oh a ton gosh. for you. They, they don't do a ton for yeah. me. I will say when it's done well, I like it. So like Christmas in Vienna that aired in November did a great job of selling me on Vienna. But my problem is a lot of the time, it's just kind of like, the, I don't know. I don't fall in love with the, I guess they, it, they make it. replace Christmas with yeah, the town. That's exactly right. They make, yeah, they, it, for the lack of Christmas, they elevate the town. And I'm just like, whatever. But Christmas in Vienna was at least super Christmassy. And also I love Vienna now. So that one worked. But overall, I would rather go to a place like Evergreen, this magical place in Canada that looks like a snow globe. I would rather do that than go to Rome for Christmas personally. Okay. But not you, Panda. You you are here oh, for the real here place. for it. Like it just, I need elaborate. I need to have all the feels. I will absolutely be won over to your movie if you give me a quaint small town, lots of decorations. I don't care if it's on a set. I don't care if it's on location. It just has to have a lot of Christmas and it has to have those quaint feels. Like I'm here for the cozy. I'm here for cozy. I'm a cozy boy. Also, yeah. I'm a lot of yeah. When yeah. When you said you were an in guy, I'm like, a hundred percent, I'm an in girl. Yeah. If the in is in trouble, if it might be closed yes. and it might get sold to a developer, I'm in distress. Yeah. I, I'm worried so, the whole time. I'm there with you, Jen. Yeah. 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 That's my favorite anchor point <sighs> yeah. for any of the movies yep. is a cozy, cozy in. Yep. It's just in real, it's yeah. in real peril, you yeah. know, it's in real peril. <laughs> I'm just, what's going to happen? Yeah. I said this, we just recorded the Christmas in Vienna podcast like three days ago uh, upon this recording. And I said, the thing about Hallmark travel movies is if you look close enough, they're still really bad. <laughs> There's a few more layers there to get through because Vienna looked beautiful. And heck, I'd never thought of Vienna as a Christmas town, but they talk about it like they're in the North Pole. And God bless <laughs> them, it won me over more than the movie did. So I think a good mix, it's weird when they go to the location and they don't use the location. So like Lacey Chabert went to Bruges and they spend most of the time like in a chocolate shop. And you're like, why Why not actually show us Bruges since we're here and all? For me, I think it's more about the director using whatever he's... Because sometimes we'll watch these movies and the, the blanket that they've put down that's supposed to be snow is so obvious. And then other times it actually looks really, really good. And so I do think that there's some craftsmanship to making, making these... As bad as they are, I think there's some craftsmanship to making them look a certain way. Some directors and editors have and others don't. Absolutely. Taking time to relax is more important than ever. It's true for me, whether I'm sitting on the porch with my girlfriends or running a bath. But if I need a few minutes to give my brain a break, I hit up my favorite new game on my phone. It's called Solitaire Grand Harvest. Solitaire Grand Harvest is solitaire. 
like you've never seen all wrapped up in this super soothing farm aesthetic. It's free to play and I can't stop playing it. Listen, give me about 10 minutes with it. And I'm a completely different person. I'm calmer. I'm nicer. I don't know if it's the sound of water in a Creek or the bird singing in the wind, but solitaire grand harvest is hypnotic and I love it. So whether you're stuck inside or just dreaming of the great outdoors, now you can have a fun kind of farm style getaway right at your fingertips. So download Solitaire Grand Harvest for free today in the Apple App Store, Google Play, and Amazon. Listen to me. Taking care of your mind and mental health is just as important as taking care of your body and soul. And BetterHelp is here to make caring for your mental health easy and affordable. So with BetterHelp, you can connect with a licensed professional counselor in a safe and private online environment. You can start communicating with your counselor between 24 to 48 hours via text, chat, phone, video. And if it's not a great fit, you can even change counselors at no cost. And listen, you're definitely not alone in this. So many people have been using BetterHelp. They're actually recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. I want you to start living a happier life today. As one of my listeners, you'll get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash for the love. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash for the love. Okay, back to our show. All right. So let's kind of bouncing off of that theme. Let's pretend there's Hallmark movie awards. It's a gold star event, obviously. So if we're attending and the awards are going out, let's just say we'll go back. We're, we're willing to consider contenders from the last three years. How about we say that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know that we can reach back to 2009 Henry Winkler. No, 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 that's fair. He's 11 years older than that now. I just don't know. So who's winning best actor? and best actress who gets it is it only let me ask you this jen i have a qualifying question all right are we only including their performances in holiday movies or do i get to watch their entire filmography from those two years because my answer does change whoa that's a really interesting metric and i'm gonna have to say based on the category it is hallmark performance only we don't get to pull in your soap opera i'm talking about other i'm talking about other hallmark movies that weren't christmas themed so they were on other point types of the year. That's important because there's an actress named Bethany Joy Lenz who is in a movie called Bottle with Love with Andrew Walker. And I do think she's the best Hallmark leading lady, but very rarely do we get to see her in a Christmas movie for some reason or another. Okay, I'll do Hallmark. I'll do Hallmark as a general category. I feel like the judges and I conferred. Okay. It's still a genre that's yes. similar. Yeah, yeah, they're all the same. Even if it's springtime, they're the same. And Bethany Joy Lenz, she's, she is, would be my, fit. like, she's never been on our show. So this is not a plug for someone that's been on our show before. She just happens to be the best at this. I, I honestly do think if you go and watch one of her movies, she gets exactly what's going on and her performance always matches it. She's wonderful. I would definitely give her the female award. The the male one's tough because we are dear friends with Michael Rady and Christopher Palaha and Paul Campbell and Tyler Hines and Andrew Walker. It's really, really tough to give one of those. But if we're talking about actual acting chops, it's probably Chris Palaha. He even did one movie called Small Town Christmas from 2018 where he does a Jimmy Stewart impression the whole movie. And so it's not the, he's basically talking like Jimmy Stewart for the whole movie. 
and it's wonderful. Like it is a wonderful. It is. Br- yeah, it's it's a, well, not as hokey as you think. Well, it I, doesn't sound yeah. wonderful. No, no, no. But. <laughs> it, it, it's not like he's like Mary the whole time. Like it's there's different levels of it. But he, when I first watched it, I, I rolled my eyes. But if you watch so many of these, it's such a breath of fresh air to see someone trying something different. Okay, but I have a question. I have a follow up question. Is he doing it unironically? He's doing a. It's a dialed back Jimmy Stewart, and he's doing it because I honestly think he reads every script and wants to add something to what he's doing. And he, he told us, he said, the director made me dial it back. I had it way up, very high. And my, the director made me, but that's one of Brand's favorite movies is Small Town Christmas. Mm-hmm. Okay. So probably that's what I would go with. Chris Palaha, Bethany Joy Lenz. And if they did a movie together, that would be wonderful. Yeah. All right. Even though she is a friend of the show, I legitimately believe Nikki Delos. She's is wonderful. The best. She is, yeah. she takes, but we've also had enough conversations with her. She takes the script and she adds something to it every single time. She infuses just a lot depth and meaning into what a lot of times is a shallow script. So I do think Nikki Deloach would be uh, best female uh, actor. She would be my runner up. Yeah, she's incredible. He's not the best actor, but my goodness, he is the best looking man is Ryan Pavey. We saw him (laughs) in Timeless Christmas. And I'm not like, listen, we saw him. I mean, he is just stunning to behold. Uh, Good looking dude. Good looking dude. Uh, And I'm going to toss it out there. I mean, he is, mm, he's something special. But if we're talking just acting, I love Andrew Walker. He's fun. Him and Chris Palaha, man. There, yeah. You start realizing within Hallmark, there's this subculture I wasn't aware of where you end up just gravitating to the same actors every single, like you just, you look forward to seeing them. And I think that's part of what you've talked about. It's just, you get used to the same pattern, same recognition. They're they're good for a reason. Well, and the men, the the roles for the men are a prototype where you could easily convince me that there's really only like three of them yep. and they just rotate You're through not. all the roles. Yeah. And yeah. I, I wouldn't think you were lying. Yeah. I would think, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That, I, that is, guy was in the other one too. Yeah. That is Andrew Walker. So like Chris tends to stand out a little bit more when he wants to. Andrew has been in more of these than any other guy. Yeah. And he knows exactly what he is. He knows he's supposed to be just enough eye candy to not to distract from the plight of the, the female, but to be there and to, for the kiss at the end. And he's known for his end of movie kisses. Yeah. Like he's mm-hmm. known for them. Yeah. I mean, he's done, uh, you know. That's dozens, what I, I was going to say, movies. Andrew Walker, just because when I think of Hallmark, I think of Andrew. Yeah. And I was going to go with Nikki just because I think she's the best of the bunch of the females that are in a bunch of these on a regular basis. So like Bethany's not in them a ton, she is not. but Nikki's in them every season. And so the, I think of those two when I think of Hallmark. So give them the award. Give them two, actually. You know what? I'm doubling it up. Give them two awards. All right. Just for I fun. They, they <laughs> while you're it. making awards, That's give right. them two. <laughs> I mean, while I'm inventing an awards category, let's talk about some of the Hallmark tropes. I'm interested to hear which is the sort of through line on the plot that you enjoy? Like, what is the thing? Is it the high school romance bit? Is it the the inn is closing and it's been the family for four generations? You know, is it the developer is going to take over the town, but he's really got a small town heart? Or is it even a twist? Occasionally. Hallmark will give us a little twist that we didn't see. The twin. Maybe it's a twin. <laughs> I don't know. Love a twin. Like, just, I'm I'm curious. Personally, the fake romance is my favorite. Where they have to... Oh, like you're my pretend boyfriend? That's right. We have to act yeah. like we're... Because my, my parents are going to be disappointed or I've got to go to this big party or there's one called A Mistletoe Promise that we hear a lot uh, is people's fave. Snow Bride is one of those. Mingle all the way where they have the dating app. Like the fake romance... 
I think the reason that I like it the most is it's not, I feel like it's not overdone. I feel like we get one of these every other year and that's about it. And I, I like the fact that it's not, I, we get 10 developer stories at least every holiday season. Yeah. I mean, and so, so it, to me, the fake romance one has a little bit more play in it. And also you've got some of these more, you know, like, more known romantic comedies play on that some, whether it's something like You've Got Mail or Sleepless in Seattle, which isn't a fake romance, but they're a part during it. But something where there is some obstacle and these people happen to fall in love along the way, I think makes for a little bit more organic chemistry, in my mind anyway. Now, there's 10 of the developer ones because they're the best. Like <laughs> saving, saving something that's a bad guy, a bad boy is going to take especially when that bad guy ends up falling in love with Christmas in the process. Yeah. And is like, you know what? We should save this. And also it's going to be better for the economy somehow like <laughs> yes. that, you know, come, I like, I love that. And so the uh -huh. reason why there's so many is because it's the best darn plot there is. Okay, this is simple, and you guys are both wrong. Royal plots you are great. You get one. You get one. No, no, and you then one. road trip, road trip, a Christmas road trip so where which they're one trying. Is it? They're all my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> they're all that good. They're all that good. I can't pick. They're beautiful in their own way. Let me have this. I don't have a lot. Let me have this. You get two categories. It's fine. He just put three in, Jen. I'm just letting you know. So he's still got to yeah. take one out. <laughs> You're keeping score. <laughs> Let's talk about the titles. The oh, titles. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how you keep them straight. The way that you guys are rattling these off, just really, really like it's right there at the ready is pretty impressive because if you put all the titles in a bag and like just shook them up and just pulled one out, it's the name of all of them. It's the name of every one of the movies with the little like special like descriptor words and the pine trees and the earthy words. And so I want to hear your opinions on titling and what you would be interested in. Do you have some interesting titles to throw in the mix? Like if, if they're asking. Well, you. I remember them. I'm not very good. I don't have a good memory. Dan is a, like, yeah, just, it is it's, really it's, it's unfortunate for him yeah. that he remembers them all. I will remember them if they're really good or if I didn't like them. If they're in the middle, I tend to like, I'll get it eventually, maybe. But yeah, they're, they're just very like, here is what it is. Like it is Christmas in Vienna. Here it is. But sometimes... <laughs> It is a mystery to me where the title came from. Like, I just don't know. Like we watched a movie called Christmas with the Darlings. Darlings. <laughs> now the family was, the, their last name was Darlington. There were kids in it. We got no explanation about who the Darlings are. So sometimes that's part of the fun is like, where, where do you think they got that one from? Because I don't know. But most of the time, it is what it is. And so I am impressed at how many different ways we can have a royal Christmas, a mm -hmm. royal holiday. Like at some point, I feel like we will run out of names, but thank God we're not there yet. There's still a lot of gas in the tank. Yeah, there absolutely. Somehow. Yeah. Absolutely. Like I have no room to talk on this subject. I cannot remember any of them. I was an hour and I don't know, 10 minutes into one of the movies and I looked over to my wife and I said, I've, we've seen this one before, I think. Oh, yeah. uh, it's oh, been, it's been bad. Like, yeah, yeah it, well, I mean, it was bad. I, and my wife looked at me and she says, we have seen this one, right? <laughs> like, I was like, I, we had to. So I don't even remember, like the ones I like, they have to be pretty good for me to really remember. Otherwise, like, it's just, it's tough for me to remember the names because they literally, they all sound like Christmas joy, Christmas holiday heart. I don't Cri know. Like, Christmas joy they do the cookie crawl. Holiday Hearts is Chris Ballard in the hospital as the doctor and the administrator. I'm glad you know those. So things. this is, Jen, this is, this is my nightmare. It's the worst use of a memory gift in the world. I, I I'm not saying I'm 100%, but I basically have a Rolodex of these if I've seen it in my head. 
and I, I hate myself for it. There's nothing. I can I, understand that. I uh, mean, you used to be a school administrator yeah. and now this is the way that you're using your capacity. That's right. it's, it's upsetting. It is. It is. It is. And I, I, but I, I have them all in my head and usually can tell you who the actors are, but it does. It is fascinating to me when we get a new movie called memories of Christmas. And I'm like, how has that title not been yeah. taken before? Um, you know? And so some of them, it's unbelievable how many times we've used the word Christmas and it's not come across again. And so I think it's part of the, I hate it, but it's part of the charm of what these things are doing is, is that you, they are easily interchangeable, right? Yes, like, they are. I give last place. I award last place to the children of the Hallmark movies. Absolute dead last. Why? Why are they so terrible? You, why can't, why are they so terrible? See, Jen, you and I, I think, get along more than you're willing to admit. Okay, you may be right. <laughs> because I always, if we'll do these movies, I'll be like, this movie suffers from a case of bad child acting. Oh. It is like, you know, the whole movie's made in 15 days and the, the leads get most of that and the kids are supposed to come on and they're basically like trained animals. They, they, they you know, are. Somebody's <laughs> holding a treat off of set and they're reading their lines. And these two guys, well, we all have kids. The oldest of our kids are my twin boys that are four. So we all have very young children. But normally, in fact, normally, I don't think these guys have ever stooped to criticize No, we have I not. I do it Let on the, the regular. Let the babies so. say their lines, right. Dan. Let yeah. the babies say their That's lines right. are precious. All yeah. right. There is a, occasionally a child does, there's a movie this year called Deliver by Christmas. And the kid is great in the movie. And so it, he stands out because he does a great job. And I will point that out as well. But it's tried and he true. the exception yes, to the rule. That I'll is tell right. you that right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? I have five kids. And not one of them ever in our living life has ever like looked up at me adoringly like that and just just guffawed at something I said that wasn't really funny. Yeah. It wasn't really funny. It was just kind of a, it was a throwaway line, <laughs> but they are just like, God, my mom is so charming. <laughs> well, like, not only that, but I'm pretty sure earlier in this podcast, you told us that one of your kids just told you you were dumb. <laughs> well, yeah. You know what? He did say that. It was a backward compliment being like, the thing is, is that you're normally smart. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Except in this category, yeah. which yeah. I can't make sense of. But you know. that is true for actual children is what you're saying. And I 100% agree with you. That's how kids would normally act. Right. Right. I'm sorry. I just wish there were no kids in it. I really yeah, do. I, I just agree. wish I wish like there the were no kids, kids in soap operas. <laughs> Period. No kids. Get rid of them all, right? It, right? I know. Right. That's really mean. I'm sorry. No, no, we, no. Well, we want to see this real, it's real life. It, it's not the kids' fault they're bad. Like, there needs to be kids on screen. But they're like, there. Just well, I mean, but maybe less. Okay. Like, yes, yeah, we can all agree less kids. Less the yes. way, the way yeah, that you're right. we have to think of this is, is that these kids could be listening to our podcast. And if they do, Maybe they'll get better. Yeah, that's not the way I would have interpreted that. <laughs> one day, <laughs> at twenty years, yeah, that's right. When one of these kids oh, you're, is you're winning an award, Dan. you're Grumpy Dan from Deck the Hallmark, huh? <laughs> I want to thank Deck the Hallmark for trashing me. That's right. When I was a child, yeah. Yeah, better that was my fuel. Out. Yeah, better single me out by name. You guys shouldn't get any credit. You always take up uh -huh. for the children. <laughs> Listen, they'll just walk that right into the therapy sessions that's and right. come out better for it. <laughs> Guys, right now I'm taking a look at what I want for myself in 2021. I want to take really good and tender care of myself. And one of the best tools that I use personally for taking care of myself is Noom, which you've heard me talk about so many times before because I love it. And here's why. Noom is based in psychology and it helps me understand why I make the choices that I make and how 
to turn the dials just a little bit to reach long-term health goals. And know this, Noom doesn't demand much of your time at all. It's like 10 minutes a day to check in and see how you are doing. And I notice when I'm doing my Noom check-ins, I feel different. I see the difference. I have more energy. I'm more upbeat. I have less stress. I feel proud of the way I'm taking care of myself. And I just feel better in general. So you guys reach for the tools that'll help you build a healthier life. Sign up for your trial today at noom.com slash for the love. It's super easy to use. It pays off in spades. So I'm going to spell that for you. It's noom, N-O-O-M.com slash for the love. You are worth this investment in yourself. You are. Go to noom.com slash for the love to start your trial today. All right, back to our show. All right, we're going to wrap this up in, in this way. We're going to play a game and you're going to show up for it in a legitimate way. You're the pros. So if you could script and cast, script is important too, a holiday movie. Who are your dream lead actors? What's the trouble? What's the trouble? What's the rub? What's the tension point? And how is it going to end? How are you going to solve the problem? Do we each get to do this? Is there, or is this a yeah. group ex- exercise? Okay. I, I know what mine is. You want me to go first? Go yeah, go ahead. Okay. It's Chris Palaha, Bethany Joy Lenz. I think that's yes. a no-brainer. And it's a Groundhog Day takeoff. So Chris, is st- he hates Christmas. And he is stuck for some reason on Christmas Eve. The whole movie, he's stuck on Christmas Eve. He Probably hates a Christ- blizzard. Yeah, maybe a know. blizzard, something yeah. like that, like a Groundhog Day-ish. He's stuck in this town, maybe his hometown. He doesn't want to be, he hates the traditions. He hates the, the tree lighting. He hates the cake. I mean, the cookie decorating. He hates all of it. And then he meets this girl who's home from the big city. And she starts to change his tune. And for some reason, they have to do these things together. And every day he wakes up and he learns a little bit more about her. And he learns not only that he's falling in love with her, but he's falling in love with Christmas. Christmas. And he turns from being so mad that he has to go through this all the time to longing for Christmas Day. Not only does he long for Christmas Day because it means he's out of the loop, but he also longs for it because he actually wants it to exist. And that's why the title is Christmas Again. Oh, that was way more developed than I was expecting. Like, gold star. I've thought of it for a few years, Jen. I was ready uh-huh. for this question. No, I, I've got your back if you're expecting something terrible. Please meet my expectations. Yeah, no, I, I'll, yes. I'll, I'll, okay, royal movie, but they're going to lose sure. the kingdom. Okay. Okay, right? Uh, somehow. Somehow. Yeah. Uh, to war? Huh? Like, how do you lose a whole kingdom? Yeah, no, uh, we're working on the details of that. Got it's it, a got Lion it, King it. Okay. situation. There's a, it, it's, there's a lot going on. There's some nefarious activities. Nefarious. Sure. The lead female goes there. She figures it out, saves the kingdom, and becomes the queen. Who are the leads? Let's see. You know what? I'm going to go Tyler Hines. Okay. And Taylor Cole. There we go. That movie would be fire. Wait, is she an insider? Is she a royal? Or she's like a girl from the village? Oh, she's from the village. Absolutely. But she's the only one that can save this kingdom. Make no Mm. mistake. It's her or nothing. There's some real holes in the plot here. No, but I'm Jim. I'm willing to workshop it yeah. and think it through I after this podcast is over. You give me another five minutes, yeah. we've got okay. we've got it airtight. Yeah, yeah. Okay. 
here's one for you. We're from South Carolina. So this one takes place in our hometown where it doesn't snow on Christmas. Mm. And um, once. It, well, about, it was yeah. before my time. Yeah, before my time. <laughs> so the movie starts off. There's a husband and wife and a kid. They're loving Christmas. They're baking, having a wonderful time. They lay down in their beds to go to sleep. I love you. I love you. Cut the black. Fade. It's one year later. She's gone. She dead. Oh, the guy, okay. the guy's yeah. up and he's just, he's not excited about the holiday season this year. The son is like, dad, all I want for Christmas this year is for it to snow. I want it to snow. And he's like, buddy, I will make it snow this year for Christmas. So he goes into this coffee shop, meets this woman. She's nice. And they kind of start talking. He says, I really want, I, like, I got to figure out a way to make it snow for my kid. And she's like, I'll help you. And they start working together to figure out how can I make this winter wonderland for this kid? They start falling in love. And at the end of the movie, they kiss. And as they kiss, oh. then the snow starts to fall. The kid is like, this is amazing. And it's starring John Cena and Aquafina. <laughs> I don't know why they came out of nowhere. But I think they're really going to bring it home. That couple that people have been waiting Time for. Time out. Oh, we were allowed gosh. to use actors that wow. weren't. I don't think characters? we were, but I think in this case that uh, just I did it anyways. Man, because John uh-huh. Cena, Aquafina. Because I would have taken that pairing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. I know. That's yeah. the pairing it's, everyone's been it's waiting. A classic for. romantic pairing. I'm yeah. absolutely signing up for that movie. Although I do expect that Hallmark Twitter is going to explode over it being the one year mark. It's too yeah, soon. Too soon. It's, it's too soon. You know, yeah. Billy yeah. misses his mom still. Yeah. No, and no, 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 she'd no. be like, we'll you know what? It. We don't like that coffee shop new mom. Yeah. yeah no, like you'll, mom. you'll grow to like her. <laughs> no, maybe. Well, well, it's Aquafina. It's Aquafina. It's Aquafina, it's Aquafina. It's Aquafina yeah, right. Twitter. Not, Get okay. over it. It's not to okay, like. That's true. Okay. <laughs> I appreciate that really ambitious casting. <laughs> thank you. That was exciting and well, well thought out. Yeah, thank you. All right, you guys. This is hilarious and you are hilarious and everything about this is the funniest thing ever. We're going to wrap this up. This is a question that I ask every single guest in all the series and you can answer however you want. Some people answer this like in a serious, like tender way. And some people just say the most absurd thing, obnoxious thing that you could ever imagine. And it all works. So whatever you want to say. So here it is. And each of you answers, what is saving your life right now? What is saving? We've really turned a corner. We really have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Unbelievable. Man. Well, I mean, guys, not to make it real heavy, but Tomatillo salsa right now is crushing it for me. <laughs> yeah. It's just been just awesome. any Tomatillo. No, just no, no, no. There's green? a Mexican restaurant near where I live. Choco Chico. No, 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 no. It's Monte Alban. I think they, I just said Choco Chico, which is Choco Boy, and that's not okay. <laughs> that's not correct. Whenever. Yeah. <laughs> Choco Chico is not a restaurant, nor is it okay to do. You should yeah, not choke negatory, Chico. And that is Follows not the place on the child theme we've had here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, sometimes I yes. see that acting makes me want to choke a Chico. <laughs> well, you, well done. Good job. Can you close the loop? Yeah, you did. Close it right up. Yeah, it had to be Good done. Job. I'm sorry. Uh, they are crushing the salsa game near my house. Just wanted to toss it and out just there. the tomatillas. Well, yeah, it's the best one. Not a lot of people know it's out there. I have an insider there. So, mm. oh, and it's do you also get life. the chips? Do you get the chips? Oh, too? absolutely. No, he just drinks I mean, that salsa straight up. Right, I don't want shots <laughs> of it. Just two right here. Right. I'm not opposed to doing it, and I have done it. So please don't. <laughs> what I really me. meant was, do you have an insider beat on like the chips and salsa? But now that I hear it, you eat the chips, it's dumb. What do you do with the spoon? <laughs> big fan of tomatillo salsa. Yeah. Big big fan. I yeah. no, you're the first person to ever say that on this show. I did and it. So saving yeah, your life. Saving your life. What about you guys? I have a couple. One, have you heard about my Lord and Savior Jesus? <laughs> oh, but second, <laughs> I am an. <laughs> Second and right below that, uh, there's a show on Netflix called Dash and Lily that 
is saving my life. I love it. It is like... I've been hearing about yeah, this. It's got Hallmark Christmas feels. It's a TV show. It's two kids and they're writing back and forth in a journal. They don't know each other. She's really awkward. He's kind of a loner. It's all work and Christmas, lots of great music. And That's Fred Savage is directing some of the episodes. And I have one heck of a soft spot for the Savage Boys. So <laughs> I, I'm in. I love Dash and Lily. It's saving my life. But also Jesus. Shout out. Jesus. Shout out. Jesus. Shout out to Jake. Jesus. Thanks. Jesus is second on my list. Really? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Hey, I just heard from him. He said, get it together. He just got moved into the one spot. Back on top. That's right. Um, I guess one of us has to be sweet. My family always saves me this time of year. I have twin four-year-olds and I have a wonderful, amazing wife. And this time of year gets just bonkers new, new crazy with 40 Hallmark movies to watch. Brand and I run a podcast network. We have 11 other podcasts on the network. We're busy around the clock. But my four-year-olds are just starting to ask what I do, which can be a very humbling question when you just talk about Hallmark movies for a living and you used to, you know, have what most people consider a real job and 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 like teach and principal and everything. And so it has been really fun watching them kind of try to wrap their brains around what I do. But I think what what saves me in all of that to, to get to it is, is that, you know, I come here and I, you know, basically pick apart movies that are good natured and good for the soul by and large. I'm considered a villain by many on the internet who either uh, begrudgingly listen and call me grumpy Dan, or they're like, I can't listen to that show because of, you know, blah, blah, blah. Or, or th this guy is, he doesn't get what we're trying to do or whatever. And I would love to be sarcastic and not cynical, but one of my kids currently, it's a phase he's in, calls me Hallmark dad. That's what he calls me. And I, am a fan of I that. can't get over the fact that I melt when he calls me. Oh. And I, I, I can't believe it. I can't believe he calls me that. And I can't believe that it works on me because everything that that is, is not something that I really want to be. But for him, I'm his Hallmark dad. And I love my boys with all my heart. And I love my wife with all my heart. And right now, this time of year, especially, that's who's saved me. And Jesus. What, really, uh, really what does he call yeah. me? Uh, Uncle Brand. Well, brand, brand. Oh, brandy. brandy. He calls you brandy. Brandy, brandy and pandy. Brandy, brandy, and, brandy. and pandy. That's right. Yep. And I will say, I took my kid also is at the point where he's asking me if I'm going to yeah. work, and he calls my work podcast business. That's he's right. like podcast business yeah. now. What? Well, I'm like, yeah. My bud. kids' name are, are Ray and Jay, and one night I had to be away and couldn't be home to put them to bed, and my wife's putting them to bed, and Ray goes, <laughs> I didn't tell you guys this. This was last week. Mom, I really miss Dad. And Jay goes, Ray, he's decking the hallmark. <laughs> <laughs> so true, though. God bless him. So true. God bless him. Do you want to stick with salsa as your answer? Oh, I, I, 100%. Yeah. No, yeah, my yeah. kid's not talking yeah. to me right yeah. now. So, uh -huh. Uh -huh. Yeah. so yeah. Paw Patrol conundrum. Yeah, it, she's yeah. into Paw Patrol. She doesn't know I exist, so yeah. it's okay. Totally. Okay, guys, tell my listeners real quick before we sign off where they can find you. Panda? And also, include your um, podcast network, too, because... You've got to be like producing some more gold. We have this uh, Saved by the Bell rewatch podcast, Jen. We do it all. We really do. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. you can listen to this podcast and all of our podcasts on, it's called the Bramble Jam Podcast Network. So you can go to bramblejampodcast.com. You can find all of them and links to the subscribe on Deck the Hallmark. You can listen. And Deck the Hallmark, as you can see, we have a nice little set. is televised on a streaming service called Friendly TV, where you can also watch all the Hallmark channels. So we're on demand. So if you want to watch us instead of listening, if you are someone who likes to see things like I am, that's for you. So however you want to listen to or watch us, uh, we hope and, that you do. And if you just want Deck the Hallmark, you can go to Deck the Hallmark. Calm. Easy you, you don't have to go through Bramble Jam if you just want to get straight to, right. the, to this stuff here. Right on, you guys. Hey, 
Thanks for coming on the show today. Oh my God. Thanks, Thanks, Jen, so much. We really appreciate it. Okay, those guys were fun. That was fun. That's exactly the kind of energy I wanted today. This season, right now, something needs to be funny and silly and easy. I am so thankful. You guys, obviously, you're going to have to go over and download their show. And I do recommend that you watch it if you can, because they're funny. They're funny to to watch them interact and their dynamic is amazing. And so go find their show. Enjoy it. It will just be absolute listening pleasure for you. I totally loved meeting these guys. Love to have them on the show. Merry, Merry Christmas to my beloved listeners of the For the Love podcast. I love this community. Amanda and Laura and our teams, we love serving you. We love bringing you this show. We have another year in the books, and we're just the most grateful podcast team in the world to get to be here with you week in and week out. See you next week, guys.